everybody, this is Jonathan. And I'm Katie. And we're taking a break to talk about... Family, culture, and what we believe God is doing in this world. This is Intermission with the Mendos. Man, it feels so good to be back, sitting in the chair, with the microphones pushed against our faces. We're super excited. We had every intention to just take one month, the month of August off and come back. But I think that that was wishful thinking because we have had a jam-packed few months here and I am excited because it, although it has been a crazy year, um, I feel like just for us personally, the Lord has been taking us on this journey of intimacy, dreaming. Um, he's just downloading so much into our into our lives individually, collectively, and we feel that we want to share and um, talk about everything from the depths of intimacy, um, but all the way to the practicals of life. And not that we have everything figured out because it is so far from that. Um, but there's, there's a scripture that says it's the word of our testimony that slays the enemy. And so I just feel like there's so much power just in this tiny space that we're creating where we could talk about the word of God, that we could point people to scripture and we can say, Jesus truly does have every answer to everything in life, no matter how hard it gets. And so in these days, it's been feeling like it's been, you know, just in the world, it's been, it's been the most intense it's ever been, I, I would say in my lifetime. Um, and so, but the truth is, we're not of this world, babe. You know how like, when you go to college or you go somewhere or whatever and you get like a, one of those like awakenings whenever there's a season shift in your life and you get one of those awakenings to like either like how jacked up the world is or how big it is or you get just a different perspective of like oh my gosh all this stuff is going on and I was just sitting here in ignorance <laughs> that I feel like this year has definitely been like you know, boom, like something hits and then you're like, what do I think? What do I believe? What, how do I feel? And then you're immediately tested on like, um, your perspective of it. And then there's all these social, like, you know, checks and balances that everybody's trying to like, make sure that you're woke enough or make sure that you're, um, you know, I don't know, but yeah, it's been a crazy three months. And I think, we're super excited to jump back into this thing. We have so many conversations that we want to share with you guys about so many different topics, special guests, and um, even just here at with with me and Kate, we have stuff on our heart that we want to share with you guys. Um, we have new things uh, happening in our lives from a from a work standpoint, from a parenting standpoint, from a just a life perspective, and I feel like. 
like you said, we really, you know, it's not that we have all the answers. I think it's really just like a, like a, like a reflection time from the standpoint of like, this is what we're learning. This is how we are progressing and this is what's working for us. And we really want to share with people so that on a practical standpoint, but then also for us, especially uh, on a spiritual standpoint, we should always be, we should always be growing, right? We should always be taking a, taking a, (laughs) the phrase taking a toll keeps on inventory, but taking inventory. Yeah. Of what, of where we're at and what we're doing and how we're growing and how we're progressing forward and not just, you know, it's so easy to sit and and let all the weight of everything kind of crush you. But I think, like you were saying, this is not a season for that. This is not a time for that. I think it's really our time in the season to to stand up and and be who we've been called to be. That'll preach. Amen. That's right. So. Let's dive in. Like we said, we're going to have quite a few special guests on um, this season. And also, we're going to not have special guests. We are a special guest sometimes. And so... Oh, baby, um, you're always my special guest. Oh, how sweet. <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh... Um. <laughs> yes i am i feel it um for sure anyway so this episode we just i i've had this scripture i'm reading through the bible i'm not doing it on any plan i'm doing it literally in my quiet time every morning I read, I consistently have read through the Bible. I don't even know when I started, but I'm in the book of... You just like finish a chapter and then you're like, "Eh, let's do this one. (laughs) No, no. What? What's like the... You're you're saying you're not on a plan, but like what's your... Just every day like read. Some days I'll read an entire chapter. Some days I'll read... Right, right, right. No, but I'm saying as far as like order of the books or whatever. Yeah, no, I'm going in order. I'm going in order. I'm just not like doing like three chapters a day because that's not realistic for our life. I have a three chapters a day and five on Sunday. Oh, that was the CFNI plan. We honor you and Frida Lindsay. Can't wait to hug you in heaven. Um, anyway, sorry. So (laughs) if you know, you know, all right, that's all I'm going to say three and five. Um, my train of thought so you 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 anyway yeah i'm reading through the bible and i'm in the middle of the book of john right now um in the middle of the book of luke i came across this parable that jesus told the story that jesus told and when i read it initially i thought when have i ever read this before like I, this is crazy. And I feel like it's such a word for now. I feel like it's definitely um, speaks to the urgency in our hearts to be all that we can be um, and live all that we can live for Christ. And um, 
I love how real Jesus gets in this parable. I love how um, unapologetic, really. And um, so we're going to read it. We're going to talk about it. And I hope that it makes the listener want to read it and think about it and pray on it and um, adjust their lives accordingly. Because I know I have. Um, Does that make sense? Yeah. Do you mind if I read it? I was going to say you should read it because you got that that. deep. Sexy voice. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Anyway, um, it, it comes from Luke 16, verse 19. In the Passion Translation, you're going to read it. Yes, I am going to read it. Are we? Are you going to read the entire thing? Yeah, let's do it. And then we'll just reference back to it. All right, verse 19. Jesus continued, There once was a very rich man who had the finest things imaginable, living every day, enjoying his life of, oh, oh my gosh, what is that word? Opulent. <laughs> Opulent luxury. Opulent. Wow. Outside of the gate of his mansion was a poor beggar named Lazarus. He lay there every day covered with boils, and all the neighborhood dogs would come and lick his open sores. The only food he had to eat was the garbage the rich man threw away. One day, poor Lazarus died, and the angel of God came and escorted his spirit into paradise. The day came that the rich man also died. In hell, he looked up from his torment and saw Abraham in the distance, and Lazarus, the beggar, was standing beside him in glory. So the rich man shouted, Father Abraham, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. Send Lazarus to dip his finger into water and come to cool my tongue, for I am in agony with these flames of fire. But Abraham responded, My friend, don't you remember? While you were alive, you had all you desired, surrounded in luxury, while Lazarus had nothing. Now Lazarus is in the comforts of paradise, and you are in agony. Besides... Between us is a huge chasm that cannot be bridged, keeping anyone from crossing from one realm to the other, even if he wanted to. So the rich man said, then let me ask you, Father Abraham, to please send Lazarus to my relatives. Tell him to witness to my five brothers and warn them not to end up where I am in this place of torment. Abraham replied, they've already had enough warning. They have the teachings of Moses and the prophets, and they must obey them. But what if they are not listening? The rich man added. If someone from the dead were to go there and warn them, they would surely repent. Abraham said to him, If they won't listen to Moses and the prophets, neither would they believe, even if someone was raised from the dead. Going from the beginning of the story, and just, I love how Jesus makes this stark, these, you know, stark comparisons of a man who had all the riches of the earth, you know, anything he could want. He was as if he was a king. Um, But right outside his gate was a beggar who was covered in boils. So he was sick. And yeah, I love how, I mean, although yes, it's gross, you know me in gross things. I do not do them well. But I love how Jesus just is this unapologetic, like, 
he was kind of Lazarus. The beggar was kind of the worst of the worst. Like he was sick. He was poor. He had nothing. Yet he had he knew God. He, he had really the worst situation. Yeah. Um, versus the best situation. Then they both die. The angels of God came and escorted Lazarus into paradise. Um, and then the rich man dies and he goes to hell and he is in torment. And so in hell, he sees Abraham standing next to Lazarus in paradise, right? And he says, save me, help, have mercy on me. And that just like. Scary. Yeah, because that is our re that like that is reality. And so I feel like especially this year, people have been. But it just in general, we can get so distracted mm-hmm. with the cares of this world. We can get so distracted with, you know, the real things going on in our life. Um, and we lose sight of what is actually true and that is there is an eternity and that is more real than our you know life here really I mean life is but a vapor here but we are going to live on you know in eternity and and either we're going to be in paradise or we're going to be in um agony in hell and so you know People say, I wouldn't wish hell on my worst enemy, but it is so true. Um, And I just, I feel, and I'm sure, I mean, many, many people, many people I've talked to have felt the urgency of the times we're living in. The, the, you know, the, like, it's like we, we are looking at fear, the spirit of fear run run rampant on this earth we are looking Mm -hmm. at hate we're looking at all we're looking at spiritual warfare really Mm -hmm. um the fight between good and evil and what are we doing about it are we like are we blending into you know getting lost in the noise of social media getting lost in the 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 um, things that we're standing for the the things that we you know take issue with for me I get lost in the the abortion conversation I I I, I take I want to fight for life you know for me that's important to me that I I fight for some people get lost in different things but if I lose sight of what really matters that when I look at people face to face when i even even online but the truth is when we get to heaven we're not going to be judged off of our posts you know on social media mm-hmm. and so it's like we can't we just can't what i'm saying i'm kind of rabbit trailing now but I, this passage of scripture is so sobering and it makes me think about keeping the main thing the main thing Mm -hmm. because the reality is when people die they either go to heaven or hell and we have this moment on earth 
where we can tell people and help people and do greater things than Jesus did. One of the interesting things that I think about the scripture is when we are comfortable, we don't see what's right in front of us sort of thing. You know, and I think in the scripture, he's specifically talking about wealth and him being rich and having everything that he needs. But even that, that idea that you have everything that you need is most people. I would say like in, you know, what if you want to call it middle America or whatever sort of thing, like us, we have everything that we need. And often those needs and those desires and the ones that we have occupy our attention. They're right up front and the gap between us, that chasm that they reference further on the chasm between us and those who need is so thin here and now, but later on that chasm is so large. And I think that this, this is a, to me, I look at it from a relational standpoint my perspective of this from the standpoint of like, how are we getting out of the gates? How are we living our lives? Like not just on our own sort of thing, but also like, you know, with those around us, because the, like Lazarus had, you know, boils on his skin but the reality is there's people all around us that have sores, that have hurts, that have pains, you know, from relationships, from the church, from all these different things. And the these relationships, these people are the main thing. You know what I mean? And whether you are somebody who has, you know, all your me's being that or whether you're more like Lazarus, I think. Um, yeah, like you're saying, this is such a clear and sober picture, and it's probably, I'd say, like, one of the most sobering ones within here, because Jesus is talking about, Jesus is talking about how bad hell is, and the chasm between you and heaven, and how, how those in hell can on look into heaven, and it talks about, it gives us a little bit, I mean, out of anybody in the Bible, he would be the one (laughs) to tell you what it's like in heaven, and and in hell and the idea you know i've gotten i've gotten exhausted and tired and like you know from playing basketball or whatever sort of thing to like where i want to go and like chug a gallon of water sort of thing but to be at the place where even just a drop of water in your tongue like would bring you relief like is insane (laughs) And so, I don't know, it's it's just a wild, wild par- parable that he shares, but I think it's so applicable in so many different ways, um, especially especially to, the, to, to where we're at today. Yeah. Yes. I think, I, I know we're kind of harping on this one thing because I want to move on, but I just, you're right, in... I hope that even me, while you were talking, it's just so like, it almost brings me to tears to, to, to actually like stop, just to still my mind and close my eyes and think about 
Send Lazarus to dip his finger in water and come to cool my tongue, for I am in agony in these flames of fire. And it's just like, you don't want anyone to feel that, you know? You don't want anyone to feel that. And And it um, makes it so personal, too, in here, in this passage, because it's not just this random person. It was someone who lived, who he knew, who lived outside of just, it was his neighbor who lived just outside of his house. He ate his trash. He knew that Lazarus knew the rich bad probably more than anyone else outside of those gates because he was all up in his trash. <laughs> and he was like, from a proximity standpoint, he was right there. You know, and I think that that also, like you're saying, that's that's such a clear picture of it's not this other, it's not just this other person across the world. It's like yeah. the people in your lives that, in your life that you bump, you know, elbows with sort of thing. Yeah, that's right. That's so good. And the chasm that you spoke of here on earth, that can be broken. Right. That we can, you know, can reach across as that. believers, it is our job to reach across that chasm and be bold in our faith and pull people out of where they are and make sure that they know that they are saved. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm super passionate about our church's food bank. I serve there now weekly and it's an honor and I love it. And so I'm sure I'll reference it many times, but it's just this practical way that we as a family, because on the days that we all go as a family or in the days that you just send me, we, we just, we're, we represent whether it's just me or all of us, we represent Jesus and what we're doing. And so there were days I was telling some friends this the other day, but I've just become you know, when those cars pull up that are hungry, sometimes this last Wednesday, there's this guy pulled up and he's like high on something. He is like blazing. Like, I don't even know what drugs there are, but the ones that make you like super hyper and like, okay, okay, okay. He was just like, you could feel, I could feel it. And so he, was, he may have just been ready to get out of that line. <laughs> No, he was for sure high. He was wearing a Christmas blazer, like the ugly Christmas sweater. It was it was weird. You could feel the spiritual stuff going on. But it's in those moments of I'm taking authority of this situation, not because of me, but because of Jesus in me. And so whether it's me showing the love of Jesus to him in serving him food and asking him if he needs prayer or if it's literally... um like any person that we ask if they need prayer in the in the car line i the first thing i say is do you know jesus christ as your lord and savior are you sure are you sure he's your savior most people say yes yes <laughs> and i'm like okay are you, are you sure this like this is america um but just being bold in that pulling people out from where they are and saying, you know, asking the hard questions and um, it's okay if it's an awkward situation. Like I would rather a thousand awkward situations and me get to heaven and be able to look Jesus in the eyes and say, "I, I did all I could, Lord. I did all I could on your behalf. And so I just feel like with the state of the world, it is such a clear picture that time is 
running short, but we as the church like need to level up and we need to recognize that I'm not fighting uh, against it's not a fight between Democrats and Republicans and liberals versus conservatives. And this is a spiritual fight. And, and we, we need to have eyes to see in the spirit what actually is going on. And that's something that I pray every day, like, Lord, give me eyes to see what you're doing and then partner with the Holy Spirit in that. Like, I feel like, I feel like sometimes God is working, like the Lord is showing us stuff, but I feel like we miss it because we get distracted. But then when I look back, I think, wow, God, you're showing me actually the very thing I'm praying for, but I'm not even paying attention. Mm -hmm. And so I think when you, when you kind of go down, um, toward the end of this chapter, um, the writ on in verse 27, The rich man said, then let me ask you, Father Abraham, to please send Lazarus to my relatives. Tell him to witness to my five brothers and warn them not to end up where I am in this place of torment. Abraham replied, they've already had enough warning. They have the teachings of Moses and the prophets, and they must obey them. And then this part I have highlighted, I have written down in my Bible, where in hell, the rich man says, but what if they're not listening? The rich man added, if someone, and then he, he tries to plead with Abraham here and says, if someone from the dead were to go and warn them, they would surely repent. And then Abraham said, no, if they won't listen to Moses and the prophets, neither would they believe even if someone was raised from the dead. And it's just this like, man, it just, I want the full revelation of this. Like, I, I just don't feel like I have it yet. But just the whole, what if they, what if they're not listening? And it just makes me think like, Lord, there are so many people, even me, Lord, what am I not listening about? There are so many people that are not listening. They don't see what is actually happening, what we're, what is actually playing out in front of us. And I just like, I don't know. What do you think about that? I'm sorry. I'm just like processing. I'm verbally processing this. He says Abraham says, even if, what does he say? Uh, He said, neither would they believe even if somebody was raised from the dead. I think Jesus here is foreshadowing like his own resurrection. Wow. Wow. That is, that's good. It's true though. It it is true. He's, oh my God. Because he's saying, he like... And so it's a direct like through line to like where we are here and now today that especially in America where people know about Jesus and he is their Lord and Savior, quote unquote. In chapter 16, verse nine, um, Jesus is talking to, to the rich man. Not the rich man in the story of the rich man and Lazarus, but the story before. But I thought it was interesting what he says. It says, it is important that you use the wealth of this world to demonstrate your friendship with God 
by winning friends and blessing others. Then when, the, then when this world fails and falls apart, your generosity will provide you with the eternal, with an eternal reward. And then the footnote there is you will be welcomed into the tents of eternity. And so I think it's an awesome like answer to like the rich man in the next story from the standpoint of like, what could he have done? What could, mm-hmm. what, how does, how does that change his reality? Mm-hmm. But then also how does that change just relationships in general from the standpoint of eternity is our destiny for each and every one of us and where we end up to our final destination and the destiny of so many others around us can be influenced simply by being generous, being kind, befriending those and blessing others. So we didn't want to let this moment pass without just talking about real quick. Maybe, maybe you identify with the rich man and maybe you have been caught up so much in your life, whether you have your, your role in deep in the wealth or whether you're not, um, that, that part of it doesn't necessarily matter as much. It's more about where you are and where you will be in eternity, because that is more real than this moment right now. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes that God has set eternity in the hearts of every single person. And so no matter what side of political party you stand on, no matter what you believe, what you don't believe, all of the things, the ultimate fact is that eternity is upon us. It's coming quicker than we can imagine. And you need to make sure you are right with God. Because once that happens and we take our final breath or Jesus comes back in the clouds, you don't want to be on the side of the rich man that for eternity will be separated and will be in agony. And so just take a moment and whether you're wherever you're at, just pray and speak out You can repeat after me. You can say, Dear Jesus, I'm a sinner. Forgive me for all of my sins. You are my Lord, my Savior. I believe you died and rose again on my behalf for me. Thank you for saving me. Come into my life. Change me. God, you are the King of Kings. Holy Spirit, I invite you in. Help me to live differently all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So every episode, we try and make a conscious effort of involving one of our mini Mendos. And so today, we're going to be hearing from Ella Mendoza. So daddy just read this story that Jesus told about Lazarus and the rich man in real life. Yeah. So anyway, what do you think about it? Do you have any thoughts that are swirling around in that beautiful head of yours? 
yes I do um I think that it was um crazy how like that story can relate to like life now just because um even if like even if you have everything here on earth it doesn't it like you can't bring anything nothing so it does it doesn't matter if you have everything you don't know Jesus so that means you have nothing Ooh, she's preaching now. Um, Ella, what do you think the Holy Spirit is saying to you through this passage of scripture? It just like doesn't matter if, like I said earlier, it doesn't matter if you have everything and you don't know Jesus because you really don't have anything. But Lazarus, he had nothing and Really, he had everything because he knew Jesus. So so today, as we end, we just want to say, I just want to say, I hope this passage of scripture punched you in the face like it punched us in the face when we read it. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, um, the scripture is so full of truth. And um, I encourage you to go read it in your favorite translation and see ask the Lord how he wants to speak to you through this passage um, of scripture. And yeah, thank you for joining us on this first episode back. And um, we're super excited. Back in action. Super excited about next week's episode where we'll have a special guest. Ella. Until then. You can follow us. You can follow us on Instagram at the what? The Mendos? The Mendos. Not no, the not Mando. <laughs> Mendos. You can follow us on Instagram, Instagram at, at the, Mendos, the Mendos or visit our website. TheMendos.com. See you later. Alligator. <laughs> <laughs>